yo, be a partner with your partner. Mm. Have a strong relationship with your partner. If it's an ex, if it's a girlfriend who you're raising a kid with, if it's girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, that relationship needs to be so strong that it gives the child the standard and the expectation for what a relationship should be. Welcome back, everyone, to the Generational Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and I have a special guest with me today. I've known this brother for over 15-plus years. We go way back to high school days. And uh, amazing brother. He's I look up to him for a lot of things when it comes to mentorship, uh, military-wise stuff, too, life stuff. Um, one thing, he's an amazing father, father to two. So I'm going to pass it over to him, and he's going to give you his uh, life story. John, passing over to you. Hey, what's going on? I'm John. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, grew up in Bronx, New York my whole life. My mom's from Puerto Rico. My dad's from Dominican Republic. So needless to say that discipline was a very big part of my upbringing. Um, I have two kids. I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So I'm 31 and my kids are nine and seven. I had kids pretty young. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty um, common in the military to see families created young. Um, and that's just, I think it comes with the security of, you know, uh, fine financial security and the security of having insurance as well. It, it kind of gives you that umbrella where you can start having children a little bit younger. You don't have so much of a fear of a burden financially, uh, which the burden is still there regardless. Um, I'm currently divorced. I've been, uh, separated almost, yeah, like a year now. Um, and so that's definitely been challenging new for me as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, been in the Navy now 12 years. So I've been operational for eight out of those 12 years. Um, I've spent almost the same amount of time away as the same age as my son, um, which is pretty crazy when you look at it, uh, in retrospect. Yeah. When you put it in that perspective, it's like, you, you've been gone a lot. Yeah. You've, been, you've been hitting hitting the pavement and, and going a lot. So uh, throughout the show, I'm going to ask several questions and I just, you know, answer it as, as freely as you can. So my first question for you is, um, when did you realize you was a parent besides birth? Like besides birth, when was like moments that hit you? Like I'm a dad, I'm a parent. You know what? It's that, um, it's that moment when you're about to give your child a bath for the first time. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. you're, like for me, you know, I'm six foot tall. I weigh like 230 pounds. You have this like fragile, like eight, 10 pound child in your hand. Small little yeah, loaf you know, of bread. What's considered cold water for me isn't that cold. But mm -hmm. for a child, like they're so small, you put the cold water on them, they like start moving real fast. But you're, hold, you're holding this little ball of flesh in your hand mm -hmm. and you influence their emotion, you know? So I realized I was a parent when I went to go put that baby in the shower and that thing started yelling. And mm. it wasn't, it, for me, it, it hit me emotionally. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm afraid my child's yelling mm. and I don't know why. So you have to start realizing and connecting it. And, and, and you realize that this was just a bath. You know what I mean? What happens when they stub, when they trip and they hit yeah. their knee? What happens when, they ride the bike and they fall off. What happens when they get their first pair of stitches? And then your mind like goes a hundred miles per hour. You go, 
oh my God, what happens at my daughter's sweet 16? At mm. her homecoming? What about when she meets boys? What about when my son talks talking to girls? He's going to be jumping out girls' windows. Girls going to be jumping in his windows. Like, what is going to be happening? And it's, it's in those in those small moments. Your mind just starts expanding. Oh, oh what could oh, happen? It goes into overdrive. And like I said before, you know, I had my son. I was, I was 21 years old. You know what I mean? So, like, your scope of understanding at 21 years old is like, hey, man. When we're we gonna go get these drinks, like we're about to turn up, like what's about to happen right now? And, and you're not thinking about that. No, you're not. You know your your mentality changes, and the way you look at things change. Uh, but definitely, those small moments when you're holding your child, that's that's when you know you're a parent because they really rely on you. Mm. No, I think that's 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 dope. I, you know what? I didn't. I never thought of the bath as like the first thing when I realized. I think the the first time I realized it was like when I. I mean, besides birth, I think that when I had to like learn how to do a swaddle, I didn't, Ooh. I didn't know, I didn't know that, I didn't know that method. I didn't know what it was like, you know, swaddle your kids and keep them tight because they, they need to feel that tightness to not feel like they're alone. I didn't, I didn't know that. And so when I had to learn how to swaddle, I'm like, damn, I gotta, this is, I gotta do this. Like I gotta learn how to fold a child like a burrito. I know oh, it yeah. sounds funny, but it's like. This is what they need, like, and and I didn't know what a swaddle was. Like, I, I, to be honest, I was that was the first time I was ever introduced to what a swaddle method was, and it blew my mind. I'm like, I'm a parent. Like, this is, this is a thing. So, like, those small, you're right. Those small moments kind of like expands to other things because then you start thinking like, I gotta do this, this gotta happen. Like, I, I gotta care for somebody else other than myself. Oh yeah, I mean. You never think that, hey, I'm going to really need to use my left hand. Like, I need mm. to change the diaper. Once I got the diaper in my hand, I got to go for the wipe. I got to clean it up. I got to make sure. Like, it's a whole method. The coop's not getting underneath. I got to make sure there's a little blanket underneath. You know, you're not prepared for this. There's mm -mm. no book on, lay this down. What happens when the baby starts peeing up in the air? What do you you're do? Holding the baby naked, you want to give him a bath. Baby takes a poop in your hand. Yeah. Like, if you're a parent by yourself, and yo, respect to all the single parents out there that every day have to do that, Most definitely. you're not here to come save you anymore. Yeah. You are There's the no parent. You are it. You're it. You know? Luckily enough, you, you, you're a two-parent home. You could be like, hey, baby, come over here, please. I need help. Like, this you know, baby just pooped on my hand. Like, I need help. Yeah. You know what but, I'm yeah, saying? But, but when you don't have that help, it's a, that's why I commend, I think... I have a lot of empathy for, you know, single parents, you know, cause they, that's a lot to bear. Like, especially to, to have a full career or to do a job, work, come home and take care of your children and then try to find a, a small, you know, a small amount of time for yourself. Like it could probably be like 30 minutes before you fall asleep. Like that's all you get. And that, and then you do it all over again the next day and the next day and the next day. That's that's very honorable, courageous, and that's why I have so much empathy for when someone says like I'm going through a lot and they're a single parent. I I have no choice to be like I, I get it, and I respect it. Whatever you need to do, if I can help, I can help. And yeah, those 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 people are the, the amazing ones. Uh, my second question for you was, uh, what was the hardest moment for you as a father? Hardest moment? Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it was that uh, so. I'll give you, I'll explain to you the dynamics of my last relationship is, 
you know, I got engaged and I got married. And at that time, I was stationed overseas in Japan. Mm-hmm. My sister was stationed in Washington State, right? So she had she went through an entire pregnancy by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, I was only able to make it when the child was being born. I only got to be there for three weeks of the first three weeks of my son's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had to say goodbye at the airport and go back to my command. I had to go back to the ship. And you, in that three weeks, you create, I mean, after that first day, you really create a bond with this child to have them for three weeks. And then the next time I saw them was another nine months later, mm. you know, which four, four and a half months later, I got to see him. I had a little bit of like a 10 days of leave, but 10 days, it doesn't do it. You know, I miss, I miss the opportunity to bond with my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I struggle with my relationship with my son now, you yeah. know, because I didn't have the opportunity to bond with him as an infant. Yeah. So definitely saying goodbye to your children for long periods of time. It's just, it's like seeing a little piece of your soul, just like go not seeing them a part of your heart you you can't see it you can't touch it you know you know they're there and you could facebook message all you want but you know it's not the same not the same and you miss out you miss out on a lot of things too like you know sometimes we we, we hone in like you know people's you know the kids first step or you know their first words but you miss out on a lot of things you know you miss out when they sit there and they gaze in the sky and you wonder what they think about you miss those l- weird moments that you don't you know you don't put so much milestones on and and then you're right it does it does hurt a lot because you you feel like you lost nine months or whatever time period of influence yeah or familiarity like you you want them to remember who you are not kind of do a reset every day so i i i I, I can relate when you say that's like one of the hardest moments because even me being a short you know four or five months deployment it was like i'm missing a lot like I'm missing so much. I feel like I'm not a part of anything. You feel like you're just providing financially, which you're not the physically crazy engaged. Part, the, the crazy part is a, a close second would definitely be this divorce and having to say goodbye to my children because their mom didn't stay locally. She ended up moving to a different state. Mm-hmm. And at this point, now you have a nine and a, I have a nine and a seven year old. And they understand, they're seeing, they're asking questions. They're like, why? Why is this happening? Um, and you put them in a really uncomfortable position. You put, you give them a really uncomfortable circumstance. Mm-hmm. And you don't give them a choice but to deal with it. Yeah. As much as you want to be there for them emotionally, they're nine and seven. They don't know how to handle those emotions. So you don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. Um, but they were so used to dad leaving that it was like, well, dad, I mean, you've left before. Mm, I know that hurts when you hear that. Yeah. And it's so, and they just say it so. Yeah. It's just like, dad, we're used to you being gone. So like, it's okay. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I was like, this is real. Yeah. When, when like, when your kids that are younger tell you it's okay. Like they're telling you it's okay. It's like, like you put it in perspective. Like, am I really okay? Oh yeah. That's painful. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. That is like so painful. Even when my kids ask me now, like when my daughter asks me, like I'm sick, and she's like, "Are you okay?" It kind of feels like they care, like that care, like you want to be around that type of energy every day. 
because it shows your kids actually care about you and then they understand to a circumstance like what are you doing but it it is a hard it is hard to be away from them and not physically be there so that's the the the, the crappy part so i mean you speak about uncomfortable for the kids what is a what was an uncomfortable moment for you Like it being away was the hardest moment. What was an uncomfortable moment that you had to go through? Probably, probably telling them that hey, mom and dad aren't going to be together anymore. Mm. You know, it's just it's not natural. You know, it's not natural for mom and dad to be together. You know, or not to be apart. You know, um, mm-hmm. I after a lot of this happened, you know, I I started to find my my faith again. You know, and try to create another relationship with God because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. even even in the bible it talks about like the strongest relationship that's next to a relationship with god is a relationship with your is with your spouse mm-hmm. so to have to explain to my children that hey you know this doesn't this isn't working for mom and dad you know and to tell them like hey right now we're this isn't your fault this is because we should have probably thought this out a lot harder mm-hmm. when we all they're going to be able to understand as well, then were we, were we the mistake? Mm-hmm. Did we keep you guys together? Because when they get older, they're going to have to, they're going to ask that question, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it starts to make you feel real uncomfortable. Yeah. But like in all things, you will find the most personal growth when you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, growth is, uh, yeah. You said it best. I think growth, uh, Growth has to come from uncomfortability. Because if you're comfortable, you don't know what, what's the next thing. You get complacent. So I'm uh, and, and I can I can I can't relate because I'm not in that situation. But I could see how sitting them down and trying to explain to small you know small children this concept that is even if to even if you break it down to like the smallest form, it's kind of hard to kind of have them understand what's going on without, like you said, feeling like they're the mistake or they were the cause or they wasn't good enough to hold you guys together. So, but I mean, I I would hope as they get older, you know, you know, when you start realizing like, Hey, there's certain things that just doesn't work or, you know, certain dynamics is not, has a limit, you know, not everything is fine. I mean, not everything's infinite. Some things are just finite and it's just, that's just how life is and they'll learn it. But as of right now, I can see how it's so uncomfortable to try to explain that to, to children that doesn't understand the concept of, you know, logic or time, stuff like that. So what would you say is a teaching moment for you as a parent? Like, when was it a teaching moment for you? Teaching moment. I'm not going to lie, man. Hygiene. <laughs> so hygiene is a, is a teaching moment. And, you know, you're in the Navy. I'm in the Navy. We have sailors service members that come from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And what was taught hygiene to them is not the same that was taught hygiene to me. Duh. Or Right. My mother and father emphasize hygiene. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to embarrass myself a little bit here. Okay. But I remember once I was 12 years old. All right. I had played football all day, came back, you know, dad was like, Oye, bañase, go take a shower. I was like, all right, I'm going to go take a shower. And I took this, like, no, I'm going to lie. I took this, like, 45-second shower. I'm a 12-year-old boy. Like, come in on. In and out. In and out. I'm trying to get in, I'm trying to get out. 
And my man comes up and he runs, he's, he, he does this check. And I knew something was sketch, right? My dad always shows me affection. I always know it, but it's always, it's usually like, I, it's, I know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He just comes up to me, gives me a, a hug. He's like, I love you, son. And he runs his finger behind my ear. To see if you cleaned it. To see if I cleaned it. And I promise anybody who's watching this right now, I know y'all watching, bring your, bring your finger behind your ear. Go to your child, run your finger behind their ear right now. Tell me there's not a little bit of dirt there. Oh, okay? yeah. I, I do that now. I trust me. With hygiene, as you're saying it, I do that now. I check behind my kid's ear all the time. My father, I'm 12-year-old boy, took me into the shower with himself, fully naked. 12-year-old boy, I'm thinking I'm about to be a man, going to be 13, thinking I'm a man. I got my little hairs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And he showers me there. Yeah, he, my, yeah. My father showered me there. Yo, teaching lesson. Hygiene. hygiene. <laughs> All right? Shower your children. Teach them how to shower their children. Learn how to clean specific areas. Mm-hmm. All right? Especially when you have, like, a daughter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes, 100%. That was, like, a teaching slash uncomfortable moment. I feel Absolutely. like that, dads with daughters, they that, that is one of the biggest things is hygiene. No. And you know what else? Financial literacy. Mm. Teaching your children. My children, they get allowance every week. My children actually have debit cards. Mm. That's pretty cool. Goes onto their debit card where they can manage their own funds, where they have access to their own accounts. No, that's 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 pretty that's pretty dope. All right. Because your kids are not even 10 yet. Yo, I didn't. That wasn't something that was taught to me. Hmm. I you think it's not I mean? taught to a lot of us. Like a lot of us doesn't. A lot of families don't know how to. And I'm not saying every family, but there's a lot of families out there, especially the ones that we're around, that doesn't know how to manage their own money. So teaching it, it's kind of like a foreign topic because they don't know how to manage it. So I can't teach you something I don't know. Exactly. And then it becomes, and it, it takes a person that wants to be like, hey, I want to stop this and educate myself and then pass it along to break that, that, that vicious cycle. So what, 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 did you, what did you do to teach your kids, you know, finance? Like what was the small things you've done? I like to do, I like to, everything, everything should be disciplined, mm. right? I like to show them, hey, this is recognition and reward for hard work and effort. This allowance is not free. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you need to learn to manage what we give you before you ask us for more. All right. I think a lot of, a lot of right now, what we're going through is we think we are owed something. as mm-hmm. a cult right now. We think something is owed to us. We're entitled. You so don't have to, work as hard for it there doesn't need to be as much effort you know we talk about hey we want free college again that's something we want given to us but what are we going to do for it Mm. you know we say we want more financial freedom we want x y and z but what are we going to do to work for it so for my children i have to show them that you will get rewarded by the effort you put forward teaches them that too that's like you inst- you're instilling them with that correct 
And that goes all the way. It doesn't have to just do with finance. I mean, that's just kind of everything. That's everything. If I want a good relationship, I need to put forth good effort. That is true. Job, I would need to put forth good effort. That's true. If I want, it goes. It goes on and on. No, no, you know, you're you're right. I I think effort, effort means everything. And effort goes both ways. You giving effort. To, to help them learn that and then they giving you the effort to wanting to, to learn that. I think um, one of the things that one of the parents I've I, I spoke to a minute ago, uh, one of the fathers, what he did was he started teaching finance to his kids at I think like seven and the way he taught it was amazing. Like I, th- I thought it was so dope. It was so small and, and it was so small and like the way he went about it, like his kids would like sweep the house, do their chores and he'll give them a dollar for almost every task, not saying in the sense that they have to work for every dollar, and but they he gives them you know a dollar for every task, and then at the end of the week, he he charges them rent. For, ah, for, that's awesome. He charges them rent for their room. Like, hey, you living in this room? I need two dollars back. And it, but he takes that money and he puts it in a pot for them, so it's not like he's taking it and spending it or re-giving them the same dollars. He, he's repurposing their money, and yeah. they got the concept of life in in a sense and i know some people can argue like why would you want to teach your kids that so early because you know you're 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 rushing them to grow but i think i think the opposite you're giving them the tools to succeed because this is what life is you we work we have to pay bills we so instead of giving them the shock the culture shock of, of being an adult you're already preparing them for it so when it's time for them to go they're 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 ahead of the game. Like they have a notch up than the average 18 year old that goes out and, you know, lives in their own or they go to school to live. You know that they're managing their money so well that they, if they're coming to you, it's because they really need it. Not right. because it's, you know, it's something that, you know, everybody else is doing or they're. So I think that was great that, you know, that concept of just charging your kids rent just to show them like, this is, this is how we pay. This is how we live, you know, paying mortgage. Those are real things. So I think it's amazing that you teach your, you you taught your kids that so early and especially like they're not even ten and they have debit cards. That's that says a lot because there's some people that are four or five times their age that don't even know how to manage a debit card. Oh, for sure. And and you know let's be honest here, my kids they go they go and spend every dollar on that card. But 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 that's they theirs. That right now. That's when theirs. They that when they see that bad boy run out, hey. That was your money. You did what you want to do with that money, you know? And I love to give my kids options. I like, I like to say, Hey, you know what? Hey, this thing is $70. You want this thing is $70. Okay. Well, let's, let's look. It'll take you five weeks to raise $35. Mm. It'll dang, dang near three months to get that $70 really. All right. Hey, save up for five weeks. I'll match you 50%. Mm. Teach them the reward in saving and investing. That's pretty right. cool. It gives them the incentive. That it teaches them that 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 matching. Yeah, that's pretty. I didn't, I didn't think of that. That's pretty smart. That's smart. That's pretty dope. But I'm gonna be honest with you. These kids, they they also want it fast, right? And, and it's kind of just like a reflection of of just kind of society, is that we want to spend the money fast and we don't want to save the wait the moment, take the time to save up mm-hmm. and invest and see the reward at the end. Yeah, no, and it, it comes with the generation. The generation like. It's just flashy since the internet is, you know, the internet is at its highest peak. Facebook, social media, stuff like that. Everything is buy, 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 buy. Everything is pushed in your face to buy. And then, you know, YouTube, uh, like 
you know other kids watching other kids open up gifts and stuff like that and oh getting stuff goodness. so it it, it 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 drives that that dopamine feeling of i want it now so i think it's society society makes the change oh yeah i used to have to wait i'm not gonna lie to you i my my mom and my dad like you know they did really well and there was a there was a point in time and i you know, my dad, he's from the Dominican Republic. He's, he has some citizenship problems after 9-11 happened. You know what I mean? And a mm-hmm. lot of things went through and he had, he was in court for like 10 years, you know, paying mil- over a million dollars in lawyer's fees over 10 years, you know? So my dad and my mom, they couldn't just give me stuff when I wanted it. And they still mm-hmm. gave me money to put away, but I had to save that money if I really wanted something. And I knew mm-hmm. that, hey, maybe I'm not going to get something until my birthday or maybe I'm not going to get something until Christmas. And that was okay. I, I learned to deal with that. And right now, I'm, I'm in a really comfortable position where I can be like, hey, here, you can have this, um, but I need them to I need them to earn it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all have those moments where we break down and we get something for our kid, even though they misbehave and you, and you give it to them anyway. You know what I mean? You want to you feel like, you know, your heart's not breaking every time you tell your kid no, but it's yeah. okay to tell your kid no sometimes. That's all right. Yeah, I think I'm starting, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at that stage where I'm kind of now tailoring that back more because, I mean, my, my kid's only four, so it was easy. I mean, I was at that stage of just getting her everything and stuff like that. But now I'm making it easier to pull these things to, like, tailor, like, hey, you got to work for this. You got to clean your room or, hey, you can pick up your stuff. We can do this. Um, I started taking the iPad away. So, you know, we work out times like, hey, if you want your iPad, these things need to be done or you can't have it. And she's getting the concept now. And I'm, I'm so it's good that I'm starting it early. I mean, of course, there's, you know, growing pains of tantrums and stuff like that. But I feel like I still get it. The message still gets across because the stuff gets done still. And then I give it back to her. I, I don't, you know, I don't play around or withhold it or do this extra. It's kind of like here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You you worked for it. You did it. And this is the right thing to do. Give it to you right when you, you finish it. So. I think that that's a pretty dope thing to teach your kids finances and stuff like that, because and it, it it it'll set them up, it'll set them up for success. And we're you know we're in the military, so we're all about setting you know other people up for success. So our kids should be the first set of people that we do that for. Absolutely. So uh, my other question for you is: When was a time that you and your children's mother had parenting uh, conflicts? uh discipline definitely discipline right so you know if whoever's watching you know what it's like to get raised in in a latin home or just just in an urban neighborhood right Mm -hmm. Bronx. you know the discipline was pretty much the same across the board with every kid i knew it didn't matter what color your skin was we got the same discipline all right Mm -hmm. and it was you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, mm-hmm. right? Yep. If, you know, if you tell your fourth grade teacher to F off, you know, my dad may or may have not chased me down the stairs, got in his car, and drove after me while I was in the middle of the street. And then <laughs> put me in the corner against a wall. Hey, by the way, it's too late to call CPS, so y'all, y'all are y'all are out of luck out of there, right? You guys trying. But it was different times too. I think I, it was a lot of different times where parents were were parents were taught that as a form of discipline. Oh yeah, they thought they thought that was totally fine. And I'll I'll tell you on the opposite side was was my ex was my ex wife. Mm-hmm. What was considered discipline to her was 
not the same. You know, she was from North Carolina. Her family's from Wisconsin. And they did business a lot differently. And it was still... Uh, discipline. It was still discipline. Um, but she decided as a parent, she wasn't going to use that form of discipline. Mm-hmm. And she didn't understand that although it seems archaic, the discipline that we've known for, you know, a hundred years mm-hmm. like to her, it wasn't, it wasn't a effective. And I, I wanted to take some of her forms of discipline that she wanted to do, but she wasn't very open to my form of discipline, which mm-hmm. usually comes with a more firm, louder voice. It is a little bit more physical in nature. And I'm not talking about beating your kids. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. little, little pop in the butt is not going to, it's not going to yeah. hurt body you know what i mean but we didn't see eye to eye and how we wanted to discipline her felt like i needed to appease her and how she wanted to do it mm-hmm. uh, and i didn't feel like i had a lot of say in the discipline process because i was almost made to feel like a viking yeah like a bad guy my children you know what i mean um and honestly, it's it's not it's not that like when you truly love like I'm gonna be honest with you when I spank when I spank my child, yo I cry afterwards. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a grown man, all right. I if I spank my children, no lie afterwards I'm probably gonna cry mm. because nobody wants to see their child feel afflicted by something that you did to them. Yeah. When you are when you feel like you are left with no choice, and and that happens to a lot of parents, you know. And I've been to a lot of uh, parent development courses you know where it's you don't need to lead with that type of discipline but sometimes it's going to happen you know what i mean but you there's a certain level of guilt that comes over you when you do that most definitely when you and your partner you know co-parent spouse when you don't see eye to eye on the discipline um it's gonna be it's gonna be rough yeah because that's when the children they start to mom and pop you Mm -hmm. Uh, they start to choose sides and, you know, who wouldn't do this or dad wouldn't do that. And I like mom more. She doesn't do this or dad doesn't, you, you don't, you're not a unified front and children, they pick up on that division quick and they take advantage of it. Yes, most definitely. And I guess that's probably one of the most difficult things for a lot of parents. Cause especially that's not a, that's not like the, the first conversation you have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you meet someone, you talk about what's their favorite color, stuff like that. Like, you know, do you want kids? I want one or two. And then that, like, those conversations kind of become surface. And sometimes people don't really go in depth. Like, hey, how do you discipline your children? How would you want your children to be disciplined? And if you start, like, if those are, like, conversations that you speak about before having kids, you start realizing that you are not compatible with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But we don't ask those questions because they become so surface. And especially, like, other fathers don't talk about that with other kids. They'd be like, yeah, I, you know, I had to pop my kid real quick. But fathers don't really go all, all in depth like, hey, did you have to? Was it necessary? Like, was, you know, was that your first means of, you know, discipline and everything? Or did you talk them, speak to them, help them understand? So it's a lot of not having that conversation, especially with your partner. I think you should, everyone should have that conversation at first of how they see discipline in their eyes. And if it's different from, you know, if I have a boy or a girl or is a different period, like I, I like it this way, I like it that way. So that I, I, I think discipline is probably the hardest thing for a lot of people because that's not a conversation we have prior to 
So you, you're not always going to see eye to eye. With mm-hmm. your, you're not. And that's, that's okay. But your children should never have to see that division. Yeah. They shouldn't. That is something that you do in a private space where you go, Hey, I don't agree with what you're doing. It makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't work. It's not effective. You have that conversation in private. All right. Once you let other people into it, especially your children, all right, they will find a means to get in there and use that. Mm-hmm. All right. So my biggest recommendation and, and is you, if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna have that disagreement with the partner, any partner that that needs to be had in private. Yeah, we started doing that too because it it you start you start seeing the effects because it's kind of like well I don't like it that way but when you start arguing about it and you know in front of them they get confused uh, like very confused and then it kind of confuses you because because now if your children's confused that means that they're at a point where they don't know what's right or wrong in a sense like do I do it do I not do it am I gonna get you know what is my discipline? Am I getting discipline? Is this okay? So it, it confuses them on what's right and what's wrong in that in that moment when you're you know the two is arguing back and forth what should go down. So you you're absolutely right, and that's what I started doing is kind of like having, you know, this if the moment happens, it happens. You can't take it back, but you know we we double back down like, hey, that wasn't cool. Uh, I didn't appreciate that. Can we switch that next time and then work out some type of cues? But I mean, this is a, this is an ideal world. Speaking of you know. Ideally, nobody's there's nobody should have a zero defect mentality. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to make mistakes and you're also allowed to apologize for when you're wrong. Yep. And it's also okay to agree with your, it's okay to listen to your partner and disagree with them and then find some type of, of mutual ground. Find medium. You know, meet, help me, help meet me here. Meet me Mm. here. You know, if I'm if I'm all the way up here, maybe I need to tone it down a little. Then I need to come down. We are we cannot be so prideful that we cannot meet the people in the middle who we are supposed to love. Yeah, or we're supposed to have a strong relationship with. And and teaming up to do this, like we're supposed to team up to do this, and and you gotta it's balancing those highs and lows. Absolutely. Because I mean, emotion emotions always play into that though. Because sometimes you can be too overly emotional in a situation where you don't see that you need to draw. You know, have if someone's on the outside in during the situation, they can be like, hey, you, you know, give you a tap like you're doing too much right now. Because you oh. might not even know when you're in it. When you're in the heat of the moment, it's hard to... To get out of it? It's hard to, to know that you're in it so far. You need that cue. Mm-hmm. Verbal, physical. You know, stand up in front of that person. Wave your hands in the air. You're doing too much. Yeah, like... Or, honestly, hey, you're doing too little. Yeah. That's, that's another one, too. Not, not enough. That's you're right. That's another one, too. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't ever hear that. I honestly can say that. I don't ever hear, like, hey, you're not doing... It. You're doing too little. Like, kind of... Not saying they deserve, but this is their punishment or their, you know, their conversation needs to be a little bit more stern or, you know, it should be a little bit more to the message... For them to understand, like this is wrong or this is bad or this shouldn't be done again. So, I think times has changed and the generations has changed. So the way 
things or approaches on a, on a different level. Maybe sometimes you could look at it like people been disciplined the old school way, the old archaic, you know, spanking, whipping, stuffing way, and be like, hey, I don't want to do that to my kids because I didn't enjoy it. So that could be a change in, in how discipline is done. I think what's effective for me right now, and this is, I guess, just, I'm going to speak for me, um, I pull my kid away from everything, like anything that's distracting, TV, other kids, other people. I pull them out into a small corner, and I, I get eye level with her, and I talk to her. as, as I try to talk as layman terms as possible so she understands. So I'll give you a situation. So we was out to dinner for her birthday. We, we had like a dinner for her birthday. It was a bunch of kids there, other parents. And she jokes a lot. So I told her, I think, I think it's like, hey, put sit down or, or something like that. She's like, no, I'm not sitting down. And I thought it was a joke because she jokes because after she'll do that, she'll laugh and be like, I'm just kidding. But I guess today she was feeling herself. Yeah. So she was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I was like, no, you're going to do that. No, I'm not doing that. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll take all your birthday uh, events away. She's like, you're not taking nothing away. This is a four-year-old child at a table full of people saying this, eye rolls, neck turns, the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're not taking nothing away. I was like, oh, watch me. I'm going to do it. She's like, no, you're not going to do nothing. This is in front of, like I was saying, a crowd of people. I I was embarrassed. As, as you know, I was embarrassed because my kid is talking to me like this in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And I snapped a little bit, like in my in my own self, I snapped and I grabbed the table. But in the essence, I grabbed the table to 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 calm myself down and snap back in, like this is a child. I remember this is a child. That's, but I guess I was so embarrassed because it was my child, in front of so many people. So I had to like tell her like, let's go. I took her away. We went outside the restaurant and kind of sat in a corner where no one was around. And I got eye level and I was like, hey, you don't disrespect your dad like that. Like, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing all this for you. And, you know, this can all, you know, go away. You, I don't have to give you these luxuries and these, you know, rewards and stuff like that. It's not, you didn't earn nothing yet. I mean, you're still young, but you have to still understand, like, you don't disrespect nobody because you don't want no one to do to you. And she understood that. She cried a little bit and she apologized. But I had to remove her from that 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 whole environment because she was been. I felt like she was doing that to show off. Oh, she was feeding. She was feeding off that energy in that room. Mm. Yeah. Children, they they know how to test us. They yes. they are us. Yeah. Right. They see our mannerisms. They see what bothers us there, and they're always looking. They're always paying attention. So when moments like that happen, that is the most awesome thing I've ever heard is to remove them from an overstimulated environment. You got all I think it was for me too. I think it was for me too to do that because I I would have I would have continued to act out of uh embarrassment. Embarrassment. You need yeah. to remove yourself from it too. Absolutely. You and, know and they want it they it's and it's not so much they want to test you. I think it's Sometimes our children, they're going through some emotional stuff that they just, it's too complex for them to understand. Mm -hmm. You know, she could have been just tired from the day. Yeah. And she's just so overwhelmed physically that emotionally she just can't handle it. Yeah. So what does she know how to do? Well, I need dad's reaction, okay, to what's going on, but I don't know how to do it without, but I know if I make him upset, it might get that reaction a lot sooner. Yeah. So no, yeah, like that's something like at the moment, like it, I'm telling you, sometimes in out of embarrassment, kids can make the situation so much more worse. Like crying in public. That's the number one thing I think every parent suffers oh, through. Gosh. 
and and kids are crying in in the middle of Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Wailing at 150 uh, on the ground while everybody's looking at you. Everybody. So, I that had the situation happened before when she was we, I where we was at. We was out in a public place. She started crying stuff like that. I picked her up. I grabbed her and we walked to a small spot. It was like in a corner. It was not like purposely to isolate her from some everything, but it was just for me to be able to hear myself speak because it was so loud, so many people. And I just kind of just talked to her, and she understood it. She didn't get it fully, but she understood, like, I, I did something wrong. And then we go on from there because, I mean, I'm not going to hold it over a child. We talk about it, correct it right then and there. I'm, I'm all about correcting it in the moment because if not, then it, it wouldn't be effective. Like people wait till later. Be like, oh, I'll talk to my kid later, or I'll, I'll I'll do it later. But when later comes, when you when you're disciplining them, they they don't understand what's going on. Yeah. They don't have track of time. You're the timekeeper. Yeah, you're the timekeeper because everything is yesterday and everything is tomorrow for them. There's no, they could bring up something three weekend that happened three weekends ago and say it was yesterday. First bad memory. Like they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna remember. So that's why you have to like kind of correct it right there. You have to correct it right there so they understand that this is wrong or this is not right or they shouldn't do this. And then it goes from there. So this is usually the last question I ask uh, every father uh, on the show. What advice would you give to another father, whether they're, you know, in the military, in the same position or any other father that's out there that's working and or they're not with their uh, partner anymore? Or their mother's child or their father's child or and what's your advice for them? Yo, be a partner with your partner. Mm. Have a strong relationship with your partner. If it's an ex, if it's a girlfriend who you're raising a kid with, if it's girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, that relationship needs to be so strong that it gives the child the standard and the expectation for what a relationship should be. Mm. If that relationship is sound, right, then the relationship that you have with your child is going to be even stronger. Because if a child sees divided parents, all right, they're going to then live in a world where they need to choose sides all the time. Mm. Wrong, wrong, love, hate, happy, sad. Instead of seeing a parent, a a, a partnership that is one unit Mm. so fathers mothers build a strong foundation have a strong relationship and observe your child and how they react because it's 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 observing them on a day-to-day basis where you're seeing how they physically react and emotionally react they're they're reacting to their environment So create a strong environment for them to be raised in, which is a lot harder to say than it is to do. Because yeah, in a perfect world, you know, you would want that. But ideally, ideally, we would say like, hey, the you know, make sure that we 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 put the child's best interest at heart, and you know, whatever situation we're in, whether you're still married with the person, you're not married, you know, his girlfriend, ex-wife, ex, you know, ex-baby mama situation, kind of. Remember what's important, which is the child. Like, you know, even though you guys split, you still are bonded by a child. So having the respect enough for each other to kind of work together on that front. Because I know there's a lot of, I know a lot of people that are co-parenting and they're doing an amazing job 
because they are supportive of each other's ideas because their main goal is your the children the child's success not their personal you know their yeah, personal relationships that bridge is underwater yeah see that that bridge is underwater but you got to make sure that you know that even though it's underwater it's not you know it, it's steady there's no trembling water that that's causing you know that strife for a child so i i truly i, I agree with you on that like like I said, it's easier said than done because there's some situations where, you know, people are not over people and and a lot of emotions are in it. And then sometimes we have to learn how to step back like, hey, you know, I, I do have a lot of emotions in this, you know, with the person. But what emotion is more important right now? And it, it, it'll be the, your children. Your children is the most important thing because, I'm, like I said, I'm a firm believer of legacy. They're your legacy and you want them to be sure that you gave them the best that you can. Like that's when you leave this earth, you want to make sure your kids would be like, yeah, my dad gave me everything he could. He did everything he could in his power. And that's all you can. That's all you can ask for. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes being, you know, taking your kids on 50,000 trips doesn't make you a super dad. It's kind of just being there for them, being present and engaged and, and, and and try to make it at least as drama free as you can. And I think, I think that's a win being engaged and making it, at least the, the most least painful for them and I think that's a win or that's at least a start that's true that's a start but do you have anything else that you, you want to tell the, the audience Cause, no uh, I, you know thank you for for having me I, no thank you for thank you for you know taking your time and, and doing this I know you're all the way on San Diego time so I'm, I'm glad that you took your time to do this with me so thank you no, no, and, and, for, for everybody watching, you know, you know, being a parent is it's not about perfection. You know, it's it's not, and this is the other thing. It's not about doing what your parents did, not doing what your parents did wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, live. I'm not going to live my entire adulthood being a parent trying to fix the errors that my my parents made. You know, their struggles that they went through years ago is not the same struggles that I go through now. Mm-hmm. All right? A lot of us were like, oh, I don't want to do what my parent did. You know, I get that. Don't worry about what your parent didn't do. Worry about what you're going to do as a parent going forward. That's big. That's huge. That is huge. No, and I, and I agree with it. That, yeah, that, that's powerful. But again, I thank you for taking your time and doing this. And I, I think everyone that's going to watch this is going to appreciate the content that you put out, I really do, because it's it's some it's some real good stuff. The way you you set your kids up for success, like I really believe you really set your kids up for success with a lot of things. So, um, thank you for coming on, and uh, I'll get your information. And I'll put it down in the description, and if you know anybody wants to reach out to John and just trying to get his insight on you know how he goes about his day life, and see how he parents, especially as a father that's you know going on deployments back to back, and you know. Just living that struggle. I know there's a lot of people that's out there that understands that 100%. I do. So uh, I would like to thank you guys for the show. John, I'd like to thank you for being here. So and that's the end of the show. I'll see you guys. Thank you.